1: 18 plus you're listening to the
0: ifl tv podcast in association with lonsdale mtk global sponsored by william hill is Coogan cassis for ifl tv in association with mtk global delighted to be joined by mr josh warrington i have to refer to you as the former ibf champion
2: (laughs) that's right yeah undefeated former world champion. World ranks number one, but former world champion. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's fucking void, isn't it?
0: (laughs) It It's a a a reminder that you had the belt for so long anyway behind you. Um, Josh, last week was like a a bit of a manic week. There was a lot going on and there was a lot of things being said. And I know you've had a little bit of criticism over vacating the title, but you had to do what was best for your career at the end of the day. Um, Just talk to me about why Ultimately, you decided that vacating that IBF title was your only option to do.
2: Um, it could go on for a long, long time here, Coogan, but um, this coronavirus and COVID situation hasn't doesn't done us any favors whatsoever. Um, I'm not going to blame it blame it all entirely on that. Obviously, there's a few other reasons why you know it's we've come to this situation, but. Quite long story short, you know, at the start of 2020, we were lined up to fight um Kanju in the unification fight set at Edenley. Um, obviously, pandemic came in, overtook that, shut all the boxing. Show started coming back towards September, back in the year. Then I was wondering when we was going to be back, uh, back out ourselves. We got to a stage of it was looking like we we're gonna be out at Christmas time. We was talks of maybe going on um a show with AJ. They you know we were gonna be showing the Middle East with AJ, and then that all fell well, didn't fall through here. He still went uh, along in Christmas time. Then we get this we get this fight lined up with Kanju. Now I've wanted that fight for a long time, and I've wanted I wanted to fight either Kanju, Gary Russell, or um Shakur, but obviously Shakur moved up and the became the WBO champ. So Eddie had lined up trying to get this uh, Kanju fight. It's been going on n- like near on 10 months. Get to around 20th of December, everything's more or less finalised. I mean, I've got the I've got the artwork still here on my phone. The poster's about to go out. Um, it's gonna be announced Christmas Eve, then it turns to Boxing Day, then it turns to um a couple of days before New Year's uh, New Year's Eve. And you start wondering what is what is actually happening here, you know. You know, the fight was meant to be for my IBF, the Ring magazine belt, and Kanju uh, and, and was getting you know elevated to the super world champion because Luis Santa Cruz had boxed at super feather, so we we're understanding that he'd give up the belt, and you know there's three major world titles on the line anyway. Gets to around second December, I'm thinking it's not happening here. something's not something's not going wrong. Uh, something's not going right. Then about ten days ago a week of Thursday ago, you know, he, he pulls out the fight, with Kanju. So that's frustrating, you know, he's postponed the fight for whatever reason. Now, things have come out from his camp that um, he wants a crowd there, he wants more money, The super belts not on the line. I don't know, mate. I, listen, I fucking still can't get me head around it, you know what I mean? It's like, it's a massive fight, he's it's it's still going to get a big payday, but for whatever reason, he didn't want that fight straight away. So all of a sudden, our pal from Sheffield, of oh Mr. Barry, is getting a little bit frustrated now. I understand that um, he's frustrated because he's made himself mandatory again, um, you know, and, and he's in that position and he wants to fight. I understand that we all want to fight. It's frustrating times, but all of a sudden, he's throwing his toys at "Well, If this is not happening, then I'm exercising my right to be uh, mandatory. So all of a sudden, we're back, to, well, not kind of back to the corner, but it's like, what do we want to do? You know, we've been pushing for this fight for a long, long, long time. Now, I want to keep on fighting the big names. I want to keep on fighting the other champions to prove that I am the solid number one. You want to keep on getting them notches on your record, getting them kill streaks on your record. Now, our initial plan was to fight Kanju, deal with him. And then after that, if we could have gone straight into a fight with Garros Junior, that would have been fantastic. But if we would have had to take care of our mandatory in terms of kid, then so be it. But because he's forced his, his rights and got his legal team involved and all that, they've said, "Oh well, you know, you, you, you can't have, um, you, you can't keep hold of the belt because you're fighting on February thirteenth now." Originally Mauricio or Laura was never part of the plan. You know what I mean? People are like, You vacated your fucking title to fight Mauricio Laura. What's all this about? It's like, hold on a minute. Slow down. Slow down. Two weeks all this camp has been prepared for um, for Kanju. All of a sudden, like I say it's pulled out. We still need to go uh, out. We've been preparing. Now we'll fight Mauricio Laura. And then, you know, speaking of wed and, and, and getting the team over, uh, the team together. The fight against Shu will go ahead in April, May, and it will involve, you know, his world title and the ring magazine belt, which if you people know the boxing, they know that you only fight for the ring belt when it's the best fight and the best. You know, the ring magazine looks over all the organisations, you know, all the four main governing bodies and, and, and suits the best of the best and I'm ranked number one he's ranked number three the only way that you fight for that belt is when one fights two or one fights three and, and, and that's that so that is something that we'll, I want to achieve and it were a case of well do we push all that to one side and, and take care of our mandatory or do we continue our goal continue our journey and, and, and take off the boxes that we once what we've set out fight the, uh, them fights and, and, and push the IBF to one side and you know what that's what we've had to do but a lot of people are like, oh, you've, you've vacated. Listen, it's for the long run. It's for the long run. It's so I can go in and fight these bigger names, you know, like I say, you Jews. Then after that, I want you, Gary Russell Jones, your, your Navinettes. It's about making the big fights, Coogan. That's all. That's what it is. Simple as that, In a in a long story short there.
0: Well, okay. So I've got a few questions here. First of all, okay. was there no option to have your mandatory fight with Galahad ahead of... Your fight with Mauricio Lara was that never an option to do what, that? What, what do you mean? Well, if you had taken a fight to defend your IBF title against Kid Galahad instead of having your fight with with Lara, was that not an option?
2: Um, I just think it because we 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 scheduled to fight in April. You know, like I said, Kogan ten days ago, everything was rosy. <laughs> everything was was meant to go ahead as me fighting. Um, in the unification fight. So, you know, we're in camp, we're prepped. Listen, if, if, if it would have been a case of, um, if it would have been a case of, right, he's pulled out, kid can step in straight away, then that might have been, a, that might have been an option. But, I understand that that wouldn't have just happened overnight, you know, with purses and demands and this and other. That would have added another, another stumbling block on him. We might not have been getting out there until May June time, who, who knows? But like I say, with the, the other fight still there ready to go, it's like, well, you know, we we yeah, we could have taken we could have maybe taken care of business, but it's like how long are you gonna wait? How long are you gonna wait? And uh, like I say, I, I I want to be fighting the big fights, you know, challenging the you know, the other champions. And uh, listen, everyone thinks oh that's it, it's done a death. You no, know, if he goes on wins IBF and I go on and on, on my route and do what I do who knows It might not you know fight again later down the line in a unified title fight Now he's just desperate 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 to get it done now but I'm content I'm relaxed I'm, I'm chilled obviously I never wanted to fucking give him a belt in the way that, that I have done I would, I'd rather give him a belt up you know going out on my back or going out on my shield but it just isn't you know in the long run, it'll all be worth it.
0: In that recent interview that Kid Gallagher had done uh, on IFL TV, he some of the comments that he made was regarding some other fighters. You know, if if people like Anthony Joshua are having to fight Kubrat Pulev because that's his mandatory, not a fight that he particularly probably wanted, but it's his mandatory. Canelo's having to fight Yildirim when he probably doesn't want to, but it's, again, it's a mandatory. Um, he was comparing that situation to yourself. Yeah, what do you make of that?
2: <laughs> I don't know what else to say. You know, Canelo's Canelo, um, AJ's AJ. You know, that's a it's a different career path, and it's like it's not like he's just boxed. For instance, I don't know one of his former opponents, and then he's he's gonna box him again, like a fight later. It's not in that situation. Like it's not like AJ's boxed Pulev. And then he's gonna have to fight him again. It'd be like kind of like AJ's fight, AJ's box Pulev, because he's mandatory. Then he has another fight, and then he's gonna box Pulev again. I've never turned a fight down, Coogan. You know, my first defense were Carl Frampton. My second defence were my mandatory and kid. I've never turned a fight down. It's like I've I've taken care of business there. It's like it's not like I've not boxed him already once. I've boxed him fucking three times altogether, so obviously. I've become an obsession and I'm, I'm I'm a demon in his head. Like I can sleep at night. He fucking can every single interview he does, he talks about me. It's an obsession it's an op- it's an obsession. Now his fan fan base and his you know his cheerleaders can say, Oh well they didn't you know, he's robbery, it's robbery, it's bollocks, bollocks. You know, when you come down to you know the punch statistics um of CompuBox, landing more punches than him, he's there in history. Josh Royton won won the fight on the night. There was no remorse, no regret from him. You know, head um, down. There's stuff that he said after from from himself and Dom. You know, all surprise, all fair play, best luck, blah blah blah. Obviously, it's I'm gonna take uh, Gary Russell's statement and says it's, it's clout moves. He's it, he's using my name to keep himself relevant. You know it. Any other fight that he's going to be a part of, no one gives a fuck. Let's have it right, cool. He's boxed on, um, Kel shows for, for a for long period of time to keep himself relevant. You know, without myself, you know, it, the the big paydays and the big paychecks are not there because obviously it makes a big fight. He can blah 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 Yorkshire Derby, all that bollocks, but. It's like it's not like I've turned him down completely. It's not like oh I've had a mandatory and oh I'm sidestepping it. I've already taken care of business once. How many fucking times do you want me to do it? You no, know, I beat him again and I'm pretty confident I beat him again because last time I played his own I played his game. I played his game and and I still beat him. You know, if he played mine and we st- if we stood and had it in the middle of the ring, he knows he'd get beat. There'd be nothing else he could do to beat me. It's like it's a box ticks. I move forward. I'm am settled. and content. It's like I don't have to prove anything to anyone else. I've, I've I've proved it to myself. I've beat him. He's there on paper. Now let me carry on going on my journey. Like I say, the likes of Canelo and AJ and that—they've taken care of the managers and they move forward. But it seems that he gets uh, you know a little bit of special treatment. he throws his toys out the pram and it uh, throws his toys out the pram, and uh, and that's that.
0: I mean, I, I wasn't pointing out, I wouldn't have pointed out those kind of comparisons. I was using what he uses, comparisons I'm in Mantra. I'm not going
2: to go you, cool. I'm not going to go at you, mate. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> uh, in a statement that Matrim put out regarding, uh, you vacating the title? I mean, they, they, not solely put, but the main point that they put was that the IBF refused to sanction a unification fight with you and Kanzu, but... They were never going to sanction a fight when he
2: held, holds the regular title, were they? Um, well, there was, originally. Like I say, it, it was all signed, sealed and... It just wasn't wasn't that, good. Sorry,
0: Josh, wasn't that your view to him being elevated as a super champion? Then that would have been, obviously, a, what they would have deemed a legitimate unification between a super champion and your IBF title.
2: You are right. You are very right there, Coogan. But my understanding... And the emails that I've seen had shown that Leo Santa Cruz was willing to be a champion in recess. So that's how far down the line we were. That's how far the line we were. Like I said, on the artwork that I've got here, it's Ring Magazine, WBA Super and IBF World Titles. It's all there on the artwork. That's what that was... That was the understanding that it was going to be the super. That's why it had been made, and up until Christmas, kid knows he was he was willing to just let it ride. But then, for what reason? And this is where fucking you know the politics of boxing goes another level. Like I, I can't fucking understand how you can move up to super feather, get knocked the fuck out. And then come back down and have a safety net of still keeping your world title in, man. It's like, it just blagged my head a little bit. You know, there's a lot of uh, hands in each other's pockets and down people's trousers for that to happen. But, um, you know, I can't understand how he's been able to keep that. Like like I say, it was at a point of he's going up to super he he's going to challenge. Um, that Therefore, he'll be vacating his belt. And even after been out, he's been opt out, it's all right, he's still going to be a champion in recess because um, I don't think he's going to be staying at Super uh, February anyway and then just over the Christmas period for whatever reason he decided he didn't want to be a champion in recess no more and uh, he wants to keep hold of that belt so obviously that threw everything into uh, a little dismay but the fight still would have been for the Ring Magazine belt <laughs>
0: When you're talking about guys like uh, Kanzu and, uh, and Gary Russell, etc., how motivated are you to be fighting Lara? Because it's obviously not a fight that is your first choice, but you need to fight. You are fighting Feb 13th. But wh- where's your motivation level to fight, not with respect to Lara, but
2: someone like Lara? Mate, these are, these are the testing times. They are the testing times because these are them fights where... If you ever wanted uh, an upset, then it's like, you know, it's these kind of situations that bring upsets in because you can easily lose focus. You can easily take your mind off the job. You can easily drop down, your you know, your, 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 your preparation, especially in these final few weeks. I mean, this is a fucking weird situation that I'm in. I've never been in a situation in the last six or seven years of being on titles where I've been four weeks out from a fight and the opponents change now. I understand that that happens. I understand that um, these things, these things happen and the show still needs to go on. But especially when you're talking about the level of fight compared to where we've gone down to. Now, this guy is coming, you know, a tough Mexican. He's won the lottery. Get, the guy's going to get a payday. You know, there's no pressure on him. Turns up and boxes out of his skin knocks me the fuck out and he's an hero. He goes back to Mexico an absolute hero. Life's changed completely. But um man, I've got to I've got to make sure that I stay focused. And to be fair, this is why I've not got so like worked up and carried on the on, uh, on, on, on social media over the last five days or so because she's gotta still keep the head. I've still got a plan and a job and listen, I wanna make I wanna put on an explosive performance on thirteenth. So, you know, you're taking little percentages away by focusing on other shit, what's going on. Fuck that. I've still got a fight on February 13th. So I'm staying, on, staying focused on that. Um, and I know what he's saying, it's not on the same level as opposition as like a Guy Russell's or a Kanju. But like I say, it's still someone in the opposite corner who's going to try to punch me in the head. And it's like, in order for me to go forward and these big fights to carry on happening, got to beat him they've got to beat him as simple as that so that's my motivation man i mean this the shelf life uh, as a professional fighter is not a long time and the stage that i'm at i couldn't afford to be getting knocked the fuck out and having like a you know a two-year rebuilding because in, in the stages that we are at with the pandemic and everything else and the how quickly shows are being put together that's what you're looking at you can't afford to be having that. You need to keep on winning. It doesn't matter if you've got fucking Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck in opposite corner, you've still got to beat them, and you've got to beat them in style. Do
0: you know what? I'll take your point when you say that, because it's fights like these. And, I mean, I'm only mentioning here Anthony Joshua because of Galahad's reference to Anthony Joshua, but I'm sure there were people asking Anthony Joshua what was his motivation to be yeah. fighting Andy Ruiz at the time when there's Deontay Wilder and Fury there in the pipeline. We saw what happened there. So it's fights... Uh, such as these you're talking about that you have to be 100% on the ball not not be complacent because like i said they they've got nothing to lose you've got everything to lose
2: that's it most definitely most definitely you know I'm, i'll be i'll be laid in bed i'll be sat on the sofa i'll be watching Big solar and i'm i'm fucking building him up like a machine and i'm not taking into consideration the opponent is boxed i'm seeing the opponent is boxed and and, and putting him down as a world champion you know, that's why this kind of mindset you've got to have. You've got to have that focused mindset of like this geezer he's the toughest, he's the hardest, he's the strongest, there's no fear. And uh, just makes me think a little bit sharper, stay a little bit more focused, gets a little bit of adrenaline going. And obviously, sometimes you can get a little bit too complacent, a little bit too relaxed, and think, Oh, yeah, it's just a given this. But like I say, it's sport, this you know, upsets happen. And it's, it happens when you fucking take your eye off the ball. So I had prepared to do that. I'd been out of the ring f- like 15 months. And, you know, start of 2020, momentum was massively in my stride. You know, I'd come off uh, the, the two rounds with, um, with uh, Sophie Hans' coach. I'd had three massive world title defences. You know, I'd, I'd, just got, uh, I'd just been gifted my fucking IBF ring. Look at that. For three successful defences, I've been gifted one of them. And, uh, and you know, we're, we're about to go unify and, and, and then take our journey around the world. But, um, you know, obviously, stumbling blocks have happened. need to resume that. And uh, the way i resume resuming it, by not taking the eye off the ball, just stay focused. Make sure to put, um, like, a top performance in, Feb 13, and go from there, Cook.
0: Um, just coming back to this belt situation, obviously, we've got a situation where, uh, Jazza Dickens uh, has been pitched with, with Kid Galahad now. Whether Jazza Dickens takes the IBF route or the WBO route, which is obviously well-ranked in, uh, we don't know yet. But um, what do you think about that fight between Jazza Dickens and Kid Galahad?
2: It's rematch, isn't it? It's rematch. I mean, uh, for me, Jazza should want that fight. He should want that fight. He should be screaming for that. I mean, I know Jazza's been calling me out alongside... Everyone, every every man and his dog. I think I've been called out by everyone last year, including Andrew Selby, J. McDonald, fucking Jazza. a couple of guys from the states. Everyone's shouting my name, but Jazza should won that fight. You know, he should won that fight because obviously, um, Kid's got the got the KO over over, over Jazza. Um, I think after that fight, uh, is when Kid tested positive for uh, for his protein shake. So. Um, Jazza should want that fight. He should want that fight and he should want to get revenge and especially with a world title, that should give him a little bit more motivation. Um, I think over his last few fights, Jazzer's has, has made a significant improvement. Um, you know, when you when you talk back to his other fights, like when he when he boxed um, Rigondo and when he's boxed like Tommy Ward, I think Feather is putting some really good performances over the uh, contracts, golden contracts against you know the fighters in there, so um yeah, man, it should be, it should be, should be up for that one, and I think it'd be, it'd be a technical fight. I think it'd be closer than than uh, than the first one, that's for sure.
0: I mean, to give people uh, some context of when that first fight was, it was uh, quite a long time ago. It was, it was the same day as Mayweather fought Canelo, right? Which was, I think, around maybe 15, seven or eight seven, years ago. Fifteen, fourteen. Something like that. I've even been 13. I'm not sure. It's when Mayweather fought Canella. It was on the same day. I remember.
2: Yeah, long time ago. Long. But like I say, Jazza should want that fight. That should be a motivation right there. You know, <laughs> if if uh, it seems like because things don't get shouted out as much and it because it don't make as much drama, you know, that could easily fucking have as much spice to it. Because, like I say he's beaten there and then he's tested fucking positive, positive after. I'd be fucking screaming and shouting if I were in jazzed position, you know, but we'll see what happens. We'll see But what you happens. don't,
0: Josh, you don't rule out fighting the winner of that at some point.
2: Um, We'll see what happens, we'll see what happens, like I say. Ideally, it, like, I'd like to go this one, you, Guy Russell, and then uh, after that, maybe so. <laughs> maybe so. I would like to win the old belt back. Now that he had, uh, had, had said he'd love to have a fight with me. I mean, fucking hell. He's like, Giggs has had about, I don't know, 32 fights and 28 of them been by KO. <laughs> that excites me. Like, See if we can take some of them big blows. But It's a serious, um,
0: division. It's a serious division. Yeah, it's
2: a serious division. And then obviously, you know, there's, there's other carrots what you get dangled in front of you. It's like, I'd set a goal. In, in 2020 to have like four fights and then see where what else I want to achieve and obviously that got pushed to one side. Things don't always go your way. There's nothing we can do about that. I'm not gonna cry about it. But I think once you get them goals out of the way, then maybe come back and take them all titles. Maybe take over rematches and then so be it. But um, you have to you have to ask me that question uh, behind the year, cool? Because like I say, you know this moment in time. There's other fights out there, what a lot more exciting, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people would rather see me in. To be honest with you, but like I say, when I turned pro, we had fucking sort of not when to turn pro, when I won the world title. We had Santa Cruz, Valdez, Gary Russell Jr. in this division. I'm thinking, fuck me, you know, my first defense, Carl Frampton, like said kid. Second defense, then in long, you know, frustrating set a uh, few months. We waited and waited and waited. We tried to get fights over the line with Valdez, um, Santa Cruz the first time, Shakur um, Stevenson. Couldn't get it done. And then, you know, I ended up having to coach. And, you know, we re-signed with Ed. And, uh, you know, Ed's fucking, like, convinced me that he can make these fights happen. And you put your trust into in, 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 into in, into your team. And, you know, it's just get them done. Man. Get them big fights done and... Uh, and after that, i will be happy to fight weather And it, it'll get, get, probably get to a stage where fucking belts don't even need to be on the line, you know. So we'll see it end of this year. We'll see it end of this year. I might get knocked the fuck out by this that uh, by, by this Mexican, and I might be screaming, "Please, give me a shot! <laughs> Let's have the rematch!" <laughs>
0: well, well, hopefully not, and hopefully you do come through February the fifteenth. J- just finally, um, Josh, your old friend. Carl Frampton bids to become a free weight world champion. Yes, at, uh, at, in the same month on uh, Feb 27th against Herring. Um, yeah, you obviously would want him to do that.
2: Yeah, listen, I'm, uh, he's got my full support. Um, I mean, it's uh, it's not going to be an easy task an easy feat. Um, I know that Carl's boxed people as big as Herring, but um, I just think he's got a little bit more skill set to himself. As uh, as Herring, than compared to like the Caser, the other opponents he's been in with. So uh, in in terms of height, so um, it's gonna be a tough. Ask, I think if if Carl can win, you know the first three or four get that distancing in, then uh, I think it's Carl's Carl's to win. But just don't want to let Herring dictate with that uh, with that range he's got and that physicality. But listen, Carl's got Carl's got the boxing brains. He's you know he's a strong fighter. And uh, listen, I, I'd love him to um, to go on and be uh, make his history, three weight world champ, so right behind your pal. Okay, Mr. Warrington,
0: have you got anything else you'd like to add before we go?
2: Um, I think that's it, mate. I think what was covered. Like, if you'd have asked me about ten days ago, I was fucking filming. I did an <laughs> I did an interview with uh, with, with um, the match room team and. It got condensed, condensed from 25 minutes to around three minutes because of all fucking swearing and carrying on what going on. But like I say, I me mean, it's just focused on this on this one now. I've got a job to do, so um pretty much relaxed, you know. Um I'm just hoping that, like I say, things go the way that I want them to after this one, get the big fights and like fighting the likes of Kanju, being him, it would put me in position to be the next challenger to fight Leo Santa Cruz. And I, I would love that fight as well. You know, I've seen him fight Carl Frampton, watched him fight Frampton in Vegas on the rematch. I sometimes can't like understand how things like this are done where you can move up divisions and keep all your belts. It's fucking frustrating, but let's hope that these guys uh, step up to the plate, get all this fucking, you know, COVID out of the way and get crowds back and, uh, these big nights again, but uh, fuck all else to say. I'm boring myself now. So, how's your dad? Uh, Josh, he's very well. He's very well. He's, um, he, he's obviously had to keep himself like he's had to be careful of himself because he's he's a very sociable person, is my old fella. And uh, obviously, these lockdowns you, you can't do so, and obviously. Well, gym full of fighters as well, including Reece Mould, who's fighting on my undercard. He's got Maxi Hughes, who's had a massive year in 2020. You know, he can't afford to be getting viruses and passing on to, to, to him. And him and himself, he can't fucking afford to be getting a virus. He's not the healthiest of people. So, uh, you know, he's been a little bit frustrated. But um, apart from that, mate, he's good. He's always laughing, cracking a joke. I'm seeing on social media. He's doing a bit of dancing and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, he's all right, mate. He's all right.
0: Good to hear. Good to hear. Um, Okay, Josh Warrington, thank you very much for giving IFL TV some time this uh, Monday morning. And, uh, yeah, obviously not too long away from uh, you're kind of signalling the start of boxing for Matchroom anyway. Um, MTK have got a show the week before, but uh, Matchroom shows kick off 13th of February. We don't know where yet. Um, But, yeah, it's going to quickly approach. So, Best of luck in the rest of your
2: camp. Are you going to be there? Or are you... No, I, I don't think you will be, will you? No. Yeah. Well,
0: I'm going to probably say no, because yeah. my sold is due two days after your fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're so...
2: be thinking about that, yeah. yeah.
0: But I'm sure I'll speak to you that week anyway. Um... No problem, mate.
2: Listen, all best of luck for... Uh, well, not best of luck for that. No. Everything's going to go smoothly and stuff like that, but yeah, yeah. you stay focused on that, mate. More important things, isn't there? And uh, yeah, listen, I, I'm sure we'll catch, you, uh, catch up again soon, mate.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely speak to you the week of that fight anyway. So, appreciate your time, mate. Nice one. Cheers, Kogan. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?